Hey everyone, it's uh, David Barnett from davidcbarnett.com, the blog site, YouTube channel, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify podcast, where I talk about buying, selling, financing, and managing small and medium-sized businesses. And today, I'm going to take the conversation in a little bit of a different place than I've ever gone before. Um, I, I have always talked about different pieces of knowledge or answered questions about that people had about doing a business transaction, buying or selling a business. And one of the things that I have alluded to over time, but I've never really gotten into are people who take courses and programs about how to buy businesses. And, you know, Carlos is my guest today. and I'm going to introduce him in just a minute, but I think I want to do a little bit of a preamble here because I want to give you guys in the audience a background of what brought me to wanting to do this program today. So about three years ago, I started very infrequently to get these messages from people who I started to call no money down refugees because what, who they were is they were people who had invested a lot of money, sometimes thousands and thousands of dollars in these programs that promised to teach them how to buy a business with no money. And a lot of these people were saying, you know, I was in this program and they taught me how to do this. Now I have some deals in front of me. And I was told that I was going to be able to use asset-based lenders to borrow all the money I needed. And now I can't find any companies willing to make the loans. And so I spent some time with some of these people over the course of years, showing them that the deal they were trying to put together was very unlikely to be put together without some kind of equity investment from themselves or from other partners. And it started to grow to the point that I started to make videos. And I've I've actually got a tab on my blog site called buy a business with no money where I've got all of these videos put together uh, because it started about four years ago. I made my first video about buying a business with no money and how that didn't make sense. And then another video responding to people's comments about that. And eventually I ended up with four or five different videos about buying a business with no money. And then on May the 11th, I got an email from a podcast booking agent asking me to put Carl Allen on my show. And it's not the first time that, you know, and Carl Allen has a program where he teaches people how to buy a business with no money. And he's got a book on available from Amazon where he talks about how you can get a business for free. I think it's, his book is called the great business giveaway or something where he implies that you're able to get a business with no money, just businesses for free. Basically. In fact, he repeatedly in his book, I reviewed it last night, refers to getting businesses for free, meaning he's not putting any money out of pocket. And so they wanted me to have Carl on my show. And the first person who ever made this kind of request was a guy in California named Gordon Bizarre. And my response to Gordon about two years ago was, let me into your program. I want to see what it's all about. And if I think your program is good, then I'll have you on my show. And he let me into the program. And some of the things that I saw in there really were upsetting to my sense of ethics. Basically, he's got a program where he shows people how they can, you know, and I don't want to step on the intellectual property of any of these people during this conversation today, because of course that would allow them to make a YouTube copyright strike and, and get the video taken down. So he had a method in his program where basically you tell uh, a lender that you have access to cash in your business when in fact you don't, which in my mind was fraud. So I didn't want anything to do with that guy. I said, no, I don't want to have you on my show. And then on May the 11th, I got a request. Here, I'm going to share my screen. Uh, share screen. 
screen here. I got a request and uh, they sent me this one page and this is the Dealmaker Wealth Society with Carl Allen. And he used to be called Ninja Acquisitions and he's got a YouTube channel and he's got all the kinds of stuff going on. And so I did the same thing. As I said, I would maybe have him on, but I want access to his program because I want to know what the program entails and what he teaches people. And, and here's the reason why it's so important for all of you guys listening. The, the reason it's so important for me is that my audience is built up of people who've been watching me answer questions and watching me teach things over the course of time. And people develop a trust in me because they say, Hey, here's a guy who knows what he's talking about. I like David. I want to learn from David. If I have a guest on my show, there's an implied endorsement that exists. If Carl Allen came on my show, then you guys would say, Oh, well, David had Carl on his show. And so Carl must be a good guy. So I made the same request to Carl Allen's team that I did to Gordon Bizarre's team. I said, get me into the program. And they refused. They said, there's no, we're not letting you into the program. And so, so I realized, all right, well, if they're not going to let me into the program, then maybe what I have to do is do the next best thing, which is interview someone who's gone through Carl Allen's program. And this is now when I'd like to introduce you, Carlos. Carlos is from Houston. And uh, why don't you give us a few, a little bit about your background, Carlos, because you, you come from an engineering background, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah, that's right. So um, <clears throat> I'm originally from Venezuela. I've been here in the States for, you know, since 2003. Uh, I'm a mechanical engineer. I also got an MBA from Loyola University in New Orleans. Um, and so I've been in the oil and gas industry my whole life doing uh, engineering and construction work and consulting work for lenders now doing technical due diligence. Uh, but yeah, so basically, yeah, around 2017, uh, back to your point, I, I either heard somebody on the podcast on Carl Allen's uh, website, or I think somebody mentioned uh, to me, say, hey, if you want to learn how to buy businesses with no money, look at this uh, training, online training, right? So, but uh, I don't know if you want me to go into the story right now, but it, it, it was. Well, sure, because because you were a listener of a podcast and basically you heard about Carl Allen and that because he was on the podcast, that's what yeah. led you to believe that it was probably a good thing, right? Yeah. And, and I found, you know, the Internet, right? I, I, I Googled something. I found uh, him online and then I got a webinar link on, on you know, like to, to watch it. It was late at night and I, I was on my phone. Uh, so I started watching the, the webinar on my cell phone, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, when it was over, uh, he presented on the offer, like, if you buy a business within 30 days, we'll give you your money. 90 days, I'm sorry, 90 days. 90 we'll days, give you right. your money back, yeah. And I'm like, awesome, I can do this. It sounded really easy, right? So I, I had my phone, I click, I bought it, right? And it had, like, you know, the, the, the guarantee that you could, you could get your money back I think within 30 days or 60 days, something like that. I don't okay. remember. Um, but the reason why, why that's important is after or when I was getting closer to the 30 days, I realized this is not as easy as they made it sound, right? So I said, hey, because I, I devoured that, that content like really quick. I really enjoy it. I was like passionate about it. And, uh, but after a while, I'm like, you know, contacting people by email, by LinkedIn, 
man, I, I had sent at least 100 emails and maybe I got a reply, one reply back. Yeah. And, and so I said, you know, I want my money back because this, this doesn't work. And their reply was, if you read the, uh, like the small letters, uh, you have to show us that you attended uh, like a conference that you do, did this, did that. And, and, and it was like 10 things that I'm like, really? I didn't see it because it was on my cell phone. That's, that's why it's important because on my cell phone, that okay. didn't show, right? So I, 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 there was no way for me to read it. I just saw money back guarantee. And so when I requested my, my, my refund, they said, no, you had to do all these steps in order for us to give you the money back. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I couldn't believe it. And now they are not here in the States, they are in the UK, right? So there's, there's really not much you can do. It's, it's, you have to just try to convince them. And I, I explained to them, I said, hey, listen, I saw this on my cell phone. It was late at night. I, I didn't read you know, what, what, what was needed. And they were like, well, we don't care. I mean, you bought it and you, know, you stick with it. <laughs> I, I find it interesting because you know, you, what, were, were you interested in the idea of buying a business before you saw that webinar or did the webinar open your eyes to this new opportunity? Yeah, I think it opened it. Yeah, I, I was intrigued at that point because I hadn't done any research or anything. It was like, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know anything. Um, so when I read, when I saw what, what it said, I'm like, this is amazing. You know, I can, I can do this. It, it sounds pretty easy to do. And, and that's my issue with, with, with that stuff, that they make it look really easy and, and it's, it's really not. It's, uh, yeah. I, I try to do it uh, for like, like six months, a year or something, and nothing happened. I mean, it, it, it's, it's just not, it doesn't work like that in real life, at least not here in the States for sure. So what's interesting to me is that whole 90-day thing because right now I've got a group coaching program called Business Buyer Adventure. And there are people in the group that have done deals. No one's done a deal in 90 days. And, and in fact, when I was a business broker, I only did one deal in that kind of time frame, And it was a deal that did not involve a bank. And of course, a bank brings a whole bunch of other complications yeah. to, to the process, yeah. right? You know, making your application, getting all the documents, et cetera. And so it's interesting because before Business Buyer Adventure, I tried another group program a couple of years ago and it was a one-year program. And I had several people say to me, I can't invest a year in buying a business. I need to buy a business much more quickly than that. But a great deal of what happens when you buy a business is simply not in your, in, in your control. A lot of it has to do with finding the right party who wants to sell their business. And I would imagine under that program, you were looking for people that had to be extremely motivated. What, what sorts of conditions were you led to believe would be very easy for you to discover after taking that program? Um, so first, the financing piece, right? He mentioned that you get an asset-based loan, um, you use that for the down payment and for working capital, and then the seller will finance the rest. And I'm like, oh, awesome. Sounds pretty easy. So what happened was there was no asset-based lenders uh, doing small deals. Like the, most, the ones that I talked to uh, were either more than $5 million. Uh, I found one that was, that was less than $1 million. Uh, but sometimes the conditions are, were really tough. Like you have 36 months to pay it or 24, you know, or it was more like a factor, uh, a factoring deal. 
So the cash flow wouldn't work. Um, and the other part was finding the sellers. I thought it was going to be much easier and it, it, it's not easy to find sellers. And, and, and not only that, when you tell them, yeah, you have to finance 70% of the company, they, they don't, they don't even reply to you. Right. Yeah. So, so, but, but that's what he, he, he says, or he said, it's really easy to do if you follow his uh, process, mm. but his process is find people, send, you know, 1000 emails per week, and then you'll get two or three guys and maybe one will, will, will work. And, but I don't think it works uh, because the, the sellers will, they, they also want to know if you have, you know, the resources to, to, for the working capital, if something goes wrong, they're not going to give you their baby uh, if, if they don't know you. Right. So, well, and, and, and this is, this is some of the stuff that I've covered in the other videos that I've done about buying a business with no money is, you know, if, if they're going to accept the money that you get from an asset based lender and then wait and hope that you're successful and try to collect the rest of the money over time, a far more certain outcome would be for them just to liquidate their own company. Yeah. Right. I mean, they would just get the money themselves. Right. And so it's, it's, you know, I, is it, is it a case where maybe they take some really rare examples of success and hold it out as something that anyone can pull off? Or do you think that's what it is? Or, or do you question now whether some of the things that you were shown are even doable? So I think based on my experience now, now this was like three years ago. The only way you can close a business in 90 days is that if you already have the business or you know what business you're buying, that you know the seller, you have a relationship with the seller mm -hmm. and you either have all the financing already lined up or you have the money to just use your own cash, right? Yeah. That's the only way to do it because you have to do due diligence. You have to have the meetings with the seller. If you don't, you know, uh, you have to have the meetings with the banks. Uh, if, if you're doing an SBA loan, you have to prepare a, a business plan. So there's a lot of documentation that you need. And, and, and just with the, with the SBA, the minimum amount of time they take is 60 days. Yeah. And 60 days, that's from, from the time you send them everything, including the business plan. So you have to add at least two, three weeks to that to get the, the documents from the seller, do the business plan and all that. So, that's what I'm saying. And if you have the cash, you know the seller, you've talked to him before, and then you start the process today, then you can close in, in 90 days. But if you're starting from scratch, to me, it's, they, they are just selling something that, that's, to, in my opinion, 99% not true or undoable, right? It's not doable. Uh, Do you remember what you paid for that program? It was either two or $3,000. Okay. And yeah, that was back uh, in 2017. In 2017, yeah. And I, I was trying to find the information, but I couldn't find it. Uh, but yeah, it was in 2017, yeah. What, what you say about relationships with sellers is very interesting because if you go online, you can find stories about people who buy a business with no money of their own, no investment of their own. But there's always a, a caveat or a star, you know, a, a footnote that goes along with that. Um, one of them I covered in a video uh, that you can find on that buy business with no money tab on my blog site, davidcbarnett.com, where it talks about a man who became an employee of a trucking company. Then he became the manager and he became very good friends with the, the owner of the business. And when the owner of the business wanted to retire, 
the two of them worked together. They went to a bank. They borrowed as much money as they could from the bank against the trucks and trailers that the business owned. And then the seller took that money as a down payment and he trusted the buyer to, you know, pay him the rest over time. But what's, you know, the, the biggest component of that story is that that buyer was not a stranger who sent a cold email message or a cold call to the yeah. seller. This is a man, th these two men worked together for five or six years and they got to know each other. They became friends. And so it's a situation where, yeah, you can do it mechanically. You can figure out a way for this to happen, but it's, it would be really tough to conceive of a, of a seller being willing to do that kind of arrangement with a stranger and to your point where a lot of these deals, the equipment isn't enough, you're asking these people to finance three quarters of the transaction. Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you two, two examples of two sellers that I talked to. Um, their businesses were between six and $7 million for sale. Mm -hmm. uh, one, his answer was like, after we had a couple of meetings, he said, listen, you will have to have money because sometimes it'll go down and you'll need the working capital and you need to put your own money. If you don't have it, you know, you're going to be in a bad position sometime in the future for sure, because he's owned the business for 20 years. So he knows what's needed. Right. And on the, the other deal, the seller, he told me, I, I, I was trying to say, Hey, I'll give you a million dollars now using a loan. And, and then you finance the rest. And, and he, he just got pissed off. He said, you're offending me. Are you telling me that you're going to buy my company putting $100,000 down of your own money and my company is for seven, sell for $7 million? I'm not going to do that. But mo most importantly, David, he said, listen, if you're going to be doing loans and loans and loans, you're going to destroy the company. You're going to burn out yourself. And so I won't let you do that. So, and we had a, some kind of relationship because somebody introduced us. Yeah. And, and so... So after a while, you, you, you see, you, and you have to understand, if you don't have that much cash, you should not be trying to buy a company that requires a lot of money to run because you're going to get in trouble, right? I, uh, but nobody I, tells you that, you know? Well, and, and I've seen people do, back in my business broker days, there was one deal that I put together and, you know, this was when I was back at the beginning and, and I was patching together one financing after another. And this guy bought a business. It was like a $700,000 business, but he borrowed probably close to 650,000 of that. And it was many different loans in order to get that amount of leverage. And at the time I thought I was clever for helping to coordinate all of this. But at the end of the day, he didn't last three years because he had all of these different payments he had to make. The sales of the business declined just slightly like 10%. And if you think 10% is a big decline in sales, it's not. I see financial statements all the time where business sales revenues go up, down 10, 15% every year. And that's flat. You know, it's just one big customer causes you to go up a little bit one year, you know? Yeah. And so this guy didn't make it because he was over leveraged. He got in over his head with too much debt. And when you get into a situation like that, every day has to be perfect. So yeah. I can only imagine if somebody... Even, even the 90% SBA loan program, I find is too much leverage. And imagine the people who bought a business with 90% leverage back before the COVID crisis happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, these, a lot of these businesses, if they have had to close because of public health rules, they're in a lot of trouble today. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a good point. So I do risk management for a living, right? Okay. And 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 there's things that you you never think about, like what just happened, right? So and and I remember uh, watching I don't know what podcast it was, but somebody said there's always going to be something. You can make sure that something is going to happen. We don't know what, but look look at this. This is just it's incredible, right? Uh, it's just so unexpected and so bizarre that nobody thought about that. But you're right. Like if you're highly leveraged and you're, you, you bought a restaurant and you don't have, you know, takeout and, and, and that, uh, you know, a reven- that revenue uh, channel, then you're done, basically. You know, well, there, there's, I've seen here in Houston a bunch of uh, restaurants just close, the ones that I like, you know. Yeah. And, and maybe they, they, didn't ha- they didn't have, I, I'm guessing, Maybe don't they didn't even have that level of uh, financing? But you know, if you do have that financing, then it's, it's even worse. So. Yeah, well, I I think that the story here is that that people have to be careful about you know looking into the things that they're going to do. I, you know, the whole idea that someone who has got no business background or no experience at all can take a, invest a couple thousand dollars in a program to go and buy a business for several million dollars. There's a, an analogy. There's a, another YouTube host uh, named CoffeeZilla who talks a lot about fake gurus is what, is what he okay. talks about a lot. And he uses the analogy of Tiger Woods. He says, if Tiger Woods appeared on your Facebook feed saying, for $10,000 in 90 days, I'll teach you how to get onto next year's master's tour you know, of golf, w- would you believe that for $10,000 Tiger Woods could teach you in 90 days how to be as good as him. And no, no, you wouldn't. Right. But for some reason, when you talk about buying a business and then managing a highly leveraged business that anyone off the street can, can suddenly have the skills to, to do this. It makes one realize that it, it is a bit of a stretch, but you know, so there's this one podcast I used to listen to all the time and I was a guest on the podcast and I really liked the podcast and I was talking about buying a business on the podcast, the way that I teach, you know, you put in some, the seller finances, some, the bank finances, some. And then about a year later, I heard on that same podcast, another fellow named Moran Pober, who said to the host that he was going to buy a hundred companies in two years using none of his own money because of asset-based lenders and stuff like this. And then later I found out that Moran Pober is connected to Carl Allen as well. And, and you had some experience with Moran too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So, so as you can see, I got born twice, but in a very short period of time <laughs> by two different people. But I think, David, thinking about it, people, uh, they take advantage of the fact that most people don't know how to buy a business and what's required. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and when you're in the position that I was, I was so excited about it. I, I listened to a couple of podcasts. Uh, again, I listened to more on one of the interviews. I don't even remember what uh, podcast it was, but again, it was a podcast where they bring people who should have good reputation. Right. So I, I heard that and I'm like, this is the guy that I need to talk to because on that podcast, he said, you can contact me and I can help you buy businesses. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said, awesome. So I contacted him. I said, Hey, Moran, I heard your podcast and I don't remember which one it was. 
I think I think it was in the Dan Loves podcast. I, I think, but I'm not sure. Um, Which one? Oh, sorry, can you read that? Dan Locks. Oh, it, it used Dan Locks. Okay. Dan Locks, but yeah, it used to call Shoulder of Titans. Uh, I think it was that one. I'm not pretty sure, but but it was a podcast that uh, that I felt if he's in that podcast, he should be legit, right? Mm. So I contacted him. We we talked, uh, and he said you have to to make a deposit and I think it was like 1500 or 2000. You make the deposit, <clears throat> we'll go and buy a business with no money down. I'll give you 50% equity in that business just for bringing it to me, right? Or I can give you the cash equivalent. After the first deal, I'll give you 25% equity on that deal or the cash equivalent equivalent right because you're you're gonna buy a whole string of businesses with this guy right man i'm gonna buy 50 businesses with this guy you know it's right. this is heaven and and i'm so excited i'm like for two thousand dollars or 1500 that's nothing right so i'm like you know i'm on fire i'm like this is it you know i'll do it and and then i said uh, okay moran i'm gonna put together an agreement right he's like no 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 we don't need any kind of agreement uh you know, this is my word. I'm like, no, no, I'm putting together an agreement. So I put together an agreement and send it to him. And then he sent it back with a, you know, signature that's maybe not his. Uh, but I'm like, this, this guy's a superstar, right? He's not going to mess me up. Uh, it's, so, so I paid him, long story short, first company that I found, I'm like, the guy, the seller started asking me questions. Uh, okay, so who is this guy? Uh, where is he? Where is the money coming from? And I'm like, okay, let me get the answer. So, so Moran, who, what uh, investment companies are you? No, no, no. I don't work with any um, any companies. I just have a bunch of investors everywhere. Um, and I said, can you send me something that shows that you have money? Because see, the seller wants to see that. No, 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 no. Uh, you know, I, I cannot send you anything. Uh, just tell him that you know I. I work with the people with a lot of money all over the place. And I'm like, hmm, you know, <laughs> now I feel uncomfortable telling that to the seller, right? Because right. now it's my face, it's my reputation. Uh, and, and so the seller was, hmm, uh, I don't know, uh, is, will this be back, you know, or, or collateralized by, by personal assets? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it will. And then I'm like, this started to sound too funny for me, right? Um, and so I thought for a minute and I said, you know what? I'm not going to keep doing this with this guy. Uh, unfortunately I had contacted another, another company and it was the same. He's like, no, um, we need, we need to see some information and a letter of intent or something. And so yeah, be, it was kind of sellers, because sellers are, are wising up to this. They're, they're getting, solicitations all the time from people who have taken these kinds of courses and they realize that they need to have some kind of documentation that shows that you're actually capable to buy. Um, yeah. Clinton Lee, a contact of mine who's been on this show before over in the UK, he's actually put out stuff on LinkedIn for business owners, you know, the top signs to look for if the someone trying to buy your business has no money and attended a weekend seminar on how to buy a business with no money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because, because it's happening more and more often as these guys proliferate, there's probably ha a dozen of these different programs and guys out there right now. 
Yeah. And, and, and the worst part was when he sent that LOI, because I didn't know what to do, right? I'm like, okay, so here's, he wants to see an LOI from you. He, 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 the, the seller actually provided some financials. Um, we signed the NDA and all that. But then he was lowballing the, the, the seller. Plus the terms were like, it, it was an earn out. Uh, so it was like, no money down, earn out, lowballing him. I'm like, this is nuts. You know, even, even at that time, I, not knowing exactly what it was a deal, I'm like I'm not presenting this. You know, it's it it it's even for me that I that I don't know anything about uh, deal making. I'm not gonna present that. And and so I said, hey Moran, you know what? I, I want my money back because this is uh, not working. And he's like, no, you have to keep going with the program. And I'm like, no, this is, uh, it doesn't work like that. It's you know sellers. Are asking me for all this information you're not providing that and then it's my face and I'm, i don't want to have a bad reputation he's like no absolutely not um you you know you have to find the first deal or give me a deal in order for me to to give you the money back and so i said then just give the money you know i'm, I'm just gonna not fight uh for for that amount of money uh and after a while i realized he he was mentored by a guy called Dan Pena, right? And listening to Dan so, Pena's stuff, so was so was Dan Locke. Yes, and what he teach people is fake it until you make it. And at that point, I'm like, this makes sense because he's pretending to have, you know, all these businesses and buying all this and all that, but. He hasn't said, he hasn't told anybody what, what he's bought so far. And actually, another red light, uh, David, was when I checked his website, he had listed like two or three people there that, that were um, kind of partners in his company. And I contacted one of them. And I said, hey, are you related to this guy? And he's like, no, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even remember who he is. And I said, look at his website. And after like a month, he wasn't there anymore. So right. it, it, it just, you know, it was so spammy. I'm like, I feel really dumb because of what I did. I understand I was like, so excited and, and, you know, but, but now after three years of learning and learning and talking to brokers and lenders and sellers and all that, and people like you, it's like, man, they, they are taking advantage of the fact that people don't really know what's necessary. And people get excited because it, 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 it's too good to be true, really. It, when, now that I read it and I, I see what happened, I'm like, it was too good to be true, right? But if you're, you, you know, somebody with no experience and, and excited, you, you, you'll fall for it. it it's, that's why they, they keep doing it, because people fall for that. Well, and it's, it's really unfortunate because, um, you know, one of the big reasons why I don't have, well, there's two. I mean, I don't allow advertisements on my YouTube channel because I know that if I did, it would be filled with these guys right? They're the ones who are spending a ton of money. And all you have to do is look up something about buying a business. And all of a sudden your feed becomes filled with their advertising, you know, trying to get you to sign up for their course or whatnot. Um, so I don't, I don't want them to advertise on my channel. And the second reason is my channel is to promote me. I want people to yeah. sign up for my stuff. Right. Yeah. And, and it's, it's unfortunate. I've always served a clientele who are, you know, the people in my business buyer adventure group coaching program right now, 
Half of them are already business owners and they're looking to grow through acquisition. They know what business is about. They're already running a business. The other half of the people tend to be people who are professionals with experience. They, they've grown up in the, in the company and they're at the point where they have some savings. They've got some equity. They want to buy a business. They know about business already and they know about running businesses because of their experience. And they're just looking for help to actually do a transaction. But when I hear from people who've been through these programs, what the consistent thing seems to be is that they don't fall into either of those two groups. They're, they're people often who have a bit of desperation driving them. They're looking for a solution to a money problem. And then these guys say, look, if you come and, if you come and do my program, you're going to be able to buy all these businesses with no money. You don't even have to have a good credit score. Some in some yeah. of the claims that I've read. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate. And that's why I wanted to make the video today because when I run into a lot of these people, they don't want to step forward and speak out. They, they become ashamed afterwards that they put yeah. their money into this thing. Yeah. And I wanted to have someone on who's been through one of these programs. Um, you know, and, and some of the names that you mentioned, you know, Dan Locke, Dan Pena, Moran Pober, Carl Allen, like, thankfully these things are starting to come up more and more often so that there's something out there for people to find if they go trying to do research on some of these guys. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's somehow sad, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I feel ashamed that, that I did it, but at the same time, it was a learning experience. It was like my, my introduction, introduction to the, to the world of acquisitions. Uh, but at least, I mean, if you don't talk about it, more people will do it. And, and you know, uh, to me, if I can help people just understanding that, just don't do it, you know, talk to other people and, and try to find other ways uh, because they're going to lose their money for sure. <laughs> so. Well, and I, and I think the biggest piece of advice I have given to a lot of people is that you have to approach a business acquisition from a position of strength. You can't put your last nickel into a deal. There's always something that's going to go wrong. As you mentioned before, you know, from a risk management point of view, I've, I've seen the results of many deals um, in, in a couple different ways. So I, I was a business broker for several years. I advise people on deals, but I'm also a certified machinery and equipment appraiser. And so that business is not one I talk about a whole lot on YouTube because it's one that I do for banks generally in this local region. And, and so I sometimes get called by lawyers who work for banks because they need the, the stuff evaluated because they're foreclosing on someone. And I sometimes get a chance to speak to those business owners. And unfortunately, a lot of them are people who bought those businesses, but they paid a top dollar price. Everything had to work just right. And then something went wrong and, and they slipped. And to your point about the guy who was giving you advice about buying his business, you need to have something in reserve for when things go wrong. And, yeah. you know, we're going to find out, I mean, this is June, 2020. We're going to find out here very shortly over the next few months, how many businesses in our communities had those reserves and how many did not, because I'm afraid yeah. a lot of doors are going to be closing because of this pandemic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I got emails, uh, not emails. I'm sorry. When I check the news, it's every, every day there's like, Oh, this restaurant is closing. Uh, you know, had been established for 30 years and, and now it's yeah. closing and, and, you know, so, um, 
yeah so uh, i guess my 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 last uh comment on on those podcasts is just if you listen to a podcast that's from somebody who's famous don't take it for for granted that whoever they are interviewing you know it's uh it's real it's the real deal some most of the times they are uh but you have to check and do your research before you know moving forward and paying money to for their services let's put it that way well, and, and something people don't realize is that some of those widely listened to big name podcasts, they actually charge the guests money. And oh, really? the re- I didn't the, know that. Yeah. The reason I've learned this is because I'm always trying to get myself on podcasts. And so I've made inquiries about different podcasts and I've received back emails saying, yeah, our fee for appearing is like $2,000 or $2,500. Oh, and wow. so when you go on to when somebody is paying money to go onto a show like that, and then the the host is talking about how great the program is, and they're saying that they have a special deal on a course or something, you can be assured almost that the host has an interest in selling that program to you, yeah. either because they've, they've received money for someone to appear on the show, or there's some sort of affiliate program where if you buy that offer, the host of the program gets a cut of the money. And so really you have to start to think, hmm, is this this more like watching a late night infomercial on TV, you know, where, where we know that the amazing knife that never needs to be sharpened, we know that they're paying money to have that time on the television channel. Yeah, right? because yeah. they're trying to sell the the amazing knife or whatever. Yeah, and it's it's the same kind of thing. And and so, if people listen to a podcast host all the time, and and you like their content and you get the feeling that you know them, you know, then that relationship can be taken advantage of. Unfortunately, and yeah, it's tough because you always have to be critical in asking yourself, what do I really know about? you know, the, these people or this product or, or whoever I'm listening to. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I didn't know that, that sometimes you had to pay uh, to get in the, in the podcast. I thought, I always thought really uh, that they had some kind of vetting process for the people that they were interviewing. That was my assumption. Right. <laughs> but obviously it's, it's not, not, not all of, not all, not all the podcasts, obviously. Um, but if you have to pay, then there's some kind of conflict, right? Uh, Absolutely. Of interest there. But um, well, now now that, that's that's a good point for for people listening too. <laughs> that that you know, sometimes it's not that oh if you're if you're a top guy in what you're doing, then you're gonna be interviewed. You might not be. You just have to pay and and still get in. So yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, uh, Carlos, I want to thank you very much for agreeing to appear on the show and. Um, uh, thank you. And I want to wish you the best of luck in, in pursuing your goals. And, uh, hopefully some of what we've shared here today can help someone else avoid, uh, getting involved in something that's going to, that's going to cost them without really delivering any results. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. And I hope so too, that, you know, people can learn and, 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 and do things better. So. Awesome. All right. Well, stay safe. And uh, we'll wish you a happy summer. Thank you. You too. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.